Before tonight's episode, I want to let you know about our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium, the best way to experience the show and get a good night's sleep. With Get Sleepy Premium, everything is ad-free. You'll receive a bonus episode every week and have full access to our entire back catalogue. Your support really helps and means so much to us. Simply tap the link in the show notes to learn more. Now, a quick word from our sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you two free episodes each week. Do you have a baby that won't fall asleep? A noisy neighbor you need to block out? Or maybe you're looking for relaxing music, nature sounds, and atmospheres to work, relax, or study to? If so, the Deep Sleep Sounds app is for you. It has a huge library of sounds from nature and daily life, ASMR triggers, plus ambient sounds and music. You can even combine sounds to create your own unique mix and use them as a background soundscape for your favorite get sleepy stories. Through our partnership with Deep Sleep Sounds, you can get a 30-day free trial by going to deepsleepsounds.com slash get sleepy. That's deepsleepsounds.com slash get sleepy. Or just follow the link in the show notes for a 30-day free trial of the Deep Sleep Sounds app. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas, and I'm your host. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really hope you're doing well, and that you're ready for a good night's rest. Do you ever dream of stealing away to an island in the middle of nowhere? Of going on a holiday, where all you have to do is read your book, take lots of naps, and wander around at your leisure. Well, that's exactly what we're going to do in tonight's story, as we follow Tanya on her adventure to Vlieland, a small island off the coast of the Netherlands. So let's settle in now, and make sure we're feeling as relaxed as can be, so our imaginations can follow tonight's story and drift into pleasant dreams. Close your eyes if you haven't already done so, and just begin to roll your shoulders two or three times, pressing the weight back into the mattress below. Feel the way your body is so comfortably supported, allowing tension to ease in your shoulders and giving your muscles a chance to rest and recharge. And as you breathe at a steady, gentle pace, just allow any thoughts to come and go as they please. Let your mind 
do and think whatever it likes for the next few moments. Meanwhile, just continue breathing in and breathing out. Enjoy the stillness and calm of the space you're in. Allow your body and mind to gradually transition into that same state of stillness in their own time. There's no need for pressure, no rush to fall asleep. That will come naturally when the time is right. You're safe, calm, and comfortable, and that's all that matters for now. So take one more deep breath in, and as you exhale, Invite your imagination to visualize a ferry boat docked near a town. You're standing on the deck, and you can hear the wild calls of the seagulls swooping overhead, and smell the fresh tang of salt water in the air. This, my friends, is where our story begins. Tanya looked at the happy busy scene around her and smiled. She and the other passengers were standing on the deck of the ferry, waiting for it to depart. It would be a 90-minute journey to Fluland, a tiny island off the northern coast of the Netherlands. The ferry was full and the mood was festive. After a long winter, everyone was eager to drink up the summer sunshine. Young children ran around the deck, playing catch and whooping with laughter. The holiday joy filled the air. Tanya couldn't believe her luck. She'd been craving a holiday for so long. Then she had an offer from a friend to stay at a forest cottage on the island for a week. Tanya jumped at the chance to take some time off. An opportunity to relax and unwind. To be in nature. And fill her days with reading bike rides, and feasting on local delicacies. A chance to do whatever she felt like. 
Just then, the fairy's horn made a long, low sound. They were off. Everyone gathered at the side of the boat to look out over the water. Tanya noticed how powerful the engines were, churning up white, frothy water in their wake. The gulls swooped and dived for fish that had been brought up by the movement of the ferry. Tanya felt the cool sea breeze on her face and bare arms. It had been warmer on shore, so now she put on a light, soft turquoise windbreaker and wrapped a silk scarf around her neck. The ferry had departed from Harlingen, a beautiful historic city in Friesland, one of the northernmost provinces of the Netherlands. Tanya leaned over the railing and noticed that Harlingen was getting smaller and smaller, the buildings becoming tiny specks in the distance. As the ferry journeyed towards the islands, everybody settled into their seats, enjoying the changing views. Tanya found a nice deck chair and got comfortable, pulling her scarf around her for warmth. The ferry was chugging along a well-traveled shipping corridor. Tanya watched the progress of a wooden sailing boat moving alongside the ferry, with a carved mermaid on its stern. The billowing white sails flapped and cracked in the breeze. The captain steered the boat with a large round wheel. It was the kind of craft Tanya remembered from the books she'd read as a little girl about people adventuring at sea. Tanya had always dreamed of going to Fleeland, Described as the Pearl of the Sea, it was the most remote island of a string of them in the Vardense, or Wadden Sea. This tiny island was covered by tranquil sand dunes, lush forests, and airy beaches, and it had a population of around 1,000 people. Fleeland was a very special natural habitat for an abundance of wildlife. In fact, it was home to 128 species of birds, and was famous for its seal colony, Tanya knew. It was common to find brown and grey seals sunning themselves on the beaches and hunting for fresh fish in the sea. 
It was also famous for being the most peaceful place in the Wadden Sea. Perhaps that's why wildlife could thrive on the island, she thought. The fragile dunes and vegetation were protected, making it a safe and cozy home for all the creatures who lived there. Tanya lay in her deck chair and closed her eyes. She felt the sun gently caressing her face and the wind whipping through her hair. Every part of her body relaxed and all the tension of the weeks before started to drain away. She drifted in and out of sleep, half listening to the conversation of two women sitting next to her. They were speaking in the local dialect, Frisian. Although she couldn't understand the words, she listened to the musical notes of the language as the women chatted together like old friends. After some time had passed, she heard someone say, There it is. She raised her head from the chair, and sure enough, she could see a landmass coming into view. As they moved closer, she could make out the contours of the island, miles of sandy white beaches striking dunes and shaggy forests. Perched above it all, she spotted a lighthouse painted a cherry red. Tanya smiled contentedly. She'd made it. This beautiful place would be hers to explore for the next week. But first things first, all that salty air had made her hungry. As she followed the other passengers off the ferry with her backpack, she saw a food cart selling fish and chips right next to where the boat was docked. Tanya headed straight there and asked for a large portion of kibbling her favorite local snack. Kibbling consisted of nuggets of lightly battered cod, fried until golden and crunchy, served with a creamy tartar sauce. It made for a delicious snack. Cardboard tray in hand, Tanya walked over a wooden table nearby. She set down her backpack carefully. Then she stared out over the small harbor to the sea beyond while she bit into the crunchy, perfectly seasoned fish. 
The nuggets were piping hot and tasted fantastic. Once she'd polished off every succulent bite, she was ready to be on her way. To get up to the cottage, Tanya needed transportation. That meant it was time for her to pick up a bicycle. What made Fleeland so special was its network of cycling paths. She'd heard from a friend that they weaved through the forest and over the dunes, crisscrossing the whole island. Tourists weren't allowed to bring over any cars, so bicycles were a vital way to get around. Some had been modified to include a cart, and it was common to see people cycling around with their children, pets, and shopping in tow. Tanya picked up a bicycle from the rental store next to the harbour. Its rows of gleaming bikes stood waiting in the sun, and it was hard to choose one. But then Tanya saw a solid cherry red bike with a wicker basket on the front. It was perfect. She got an extra pair of saddlebags attached to the rack, where she could store her pack and jacket. The friendly bike shop owner also gave her a map of the island. Tanya decided she would start her adventures with a trip to the famous lighthouse. After all, It was the guiding beacon for these remote waters. What better place to begin her holiday? She could ride straight through the village, or she could take a long, winding route on a bike path that went through the sand dunes. She decided on the dunes Not only did they sound beautiful, she was hoping she'd get a sweeping view of the whole landscape as she rode. Tanya hopped onto the bike. She hadn't cycled for a long time. Taking the car was often quicker and more convenient, but she missed the feeling of moving under her own power. There was nothing like being able to travel so lightly. She loved the feeling of pumping the pedals to get where she needed to go. She headed down a cobbled road through the centre of the historic town. Lining the streets were small houses, many of which had been converted into shops and restaurants. She passed an ice cream store, a pancake restaurant, 
and one shop dedicated entirely to beachwear. Brightly colored buckets and spades filled the window, and a huge array of towels flapped in the breeze outside. She carried on through the town, and then took a turn to the right. Luckily, the bike had gears, as she had to travel up quite a steep hill. Then she turned right again, heading into the forest. The road curved down and twisted around, dappled in the shade of enormous trees on either side. Tanya felt an almost childlike sense of glee and freedom as the bike went down the hill. She could feel the wind dancing through her hair and watch the scenery move past in a blur. As she pedaled along, she saw lots of quaint holiday houses, all full of people having fun. At one home, a family played with a bat and ball on their lawn. At another, an older couple sat side by side in deck chairs, peacefully reading the newspaper. At the end of the road, she followed the signs leading towards the dunes. She could hear waves crashing nearby and smell the tang of the sea. She was getting close. The sand dunes were covered in beautiful wild shrubs with green bushes, yellow heather, and spiky dune roses. The sweet smell of the roses mixed with the fresh sea air. The bike path was very hilly and bumpy in places, but she loved it. The physical exertion was actually relaxing. As she pedaled, she could feel all her stress draining away. It was just her, the bike, and this beautiful, wild environment. Tanya followed the bike path along the dunes until she saw a sign reading Het Posthaus. This was her signal to leave the dune path and bike in the direction of the old post office on the island. She turned left and headed along the road for another twenty minutes, until finally she came to some steps leading to a lighthouse. She locked her bike nearby, and then started climbing up the wooden steps. 
The lighthouse was located on the highest sand dune on the island, which stood 42 meters tall. It was quite a climb, especially given how flat the rest of the landscape was. Tanya stopped in the middle to catch her breath and drink some of the cold, fresh water she'd brought with her. The view at the top of the dune was extraordinary. She could see the glittering sea laid out before her, full of boats bobbing around like tiny specks in the foreground. She imagined what it must have been like for sailors at sea, lost until they saw the warm glow of the lighthouse's beam guiding them to safety. Tanya sat down on a bench perched on the hill next to the lighthouse, drinking in the view. To the right, she could see the small buildings that made up the village center. And just next to the village, there were old farmhouses. She could see beautiful horses prancing about their enclosures and cows grazing on the green grass. Tanya stretched out her legs enjoying the chance to relax after cycling and climbing. There was nowhere she had to be. She could stay there for as long as she wanted, gazing at the soft blue sea. After sitting in the sun for a while, Tanya started to feel sleepy she decided to head to the holiday cottage for an afternoon nap before going out for some dinner. She got back on her bike and set off. Soon, she came to the main road that circled the island and followed it until she reached a turn-off leading straight into the forest. There was a small wooden board next to the road that read Pine Tree Cottage. She'd definitely found the right place. She locked her bike to a fence post and continued on foot. The path was shaded by the canopy of trees. The forest was completely quiet, except for the twittering of birds and the chirping of grasshoppers. What an enormous difference it made that there weren't any cars on the island. It had been so long since Tanya really had a chance to enjoy the sounds of nature. She stopped and breathed in deeply. 
the forest had a special smell, fresh, mossy, and alive. Just then, the holiday cottage came into view. It was truly tiny, like a house from a storybook. It was made completely from wood, with a steep roof covered in grey tiles. Charming green and white gingham curtains hung in the windows. Tanya looked under the doormat, as her friend had instructed. Sure enough, there was the key. The inside of the house was a revelation. Yes, it was tiny, but it was also very luxurious, as if someone had tried to imagine what could make a home as comfortable as possible, and then made it happen. It contained everything that Tanya could possibly need for her holiday. The small kitchen was fully equipped with gleaming copper pans. A little round table had a vase of fresh tulips and a note from the caretaker that said, Make yourself at home. In the refrigerator, Tanya discovered freshly churned butter, cheese, and honey from a local farm. The caretaker had also left a homemade loaf of sourdough bread. She was sure she'd be hungry later, but for now, Tanya decided she would love to have a relaxing bath. The cottage had a large, sunken bathtub in its one bathroom, and she saw that the caretaker had left some rose bath salts for her to use. She filled the tub with hot, steaming water and allowed the salts to dissolve. She made herself a cup of tea and chose one of the magazines she'd brought to read. Then she got into the bath and stretched out her body. The hot water felt sublime and she could feel all of her muscles loosening. The room had a large skylight, and sunshine streamed in. As she lay there, Tanya could even see small birds darting around the overhanging trees. Pine Tree Cottage really was a magical place. Tanya took her time, sipping her tea and reading articles in her magazine. When the bath cooled slightly, 
she just added a little more hot water. Finally, she was ready to get out. With one last breath of the rose-scented water, she drained the tub and stepped onto a soft bath mat. She wrapped herself in the large, fluffy robe that had also been left for her. She felt so calm and relaxed that she knew she'd drift off to sleep in no time. To the right of the kitchen was her bedroom, with French doors backing onto the forest. The bedroom had a large bed covered in a soft white duvet with a wall comforter. It would be perfect for a late afternoon nap. Still in her robe, Tanya crawled under the covers, nestling into their fluffy warmth. The cotton sheets were so soft and they smelled of laundry detergent. The pillows were like clouds. As she lay there, she could hear distant birdsong and the hushed waves tumbling onto shore. And before she knew it, She'd been lulled into sleep.